What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Core Consult RX podcast. Cole and I are joined by two special guests today, Ingrid, Angela. What's up, ladies? Hi. How are y'all? Hi. Thank you. Good, Thank good. You. We're good. Very excited to be here. It's honestly you such should, an you honor. So you should be so excited to be on the show. <laughs> oh, my God. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. We had to pay them to get on here. Yeah. That's literally what <laughs> I said. On our I knees said, begging I am going to, to be in a celebrity podcast. Ooh, there you go. Yes. That's oh, far. Yeah. We'll say E-less celebrity. <laughs> the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> it's the, the lowest. Hey, at least you're on the list, okay? Yeah. yeah. A list I made up. <laughs> the, or in uh, Canada. Yeah, that's true. I actually, that being said, I was checking out the chartable.com, which I don't know who gives them permission to rate podcasts, but mm-hmm. we were number like eight of all medical podcasts in Nigeria. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, I was like, listen, honestly, I told one of our uh, physicians is from Nigeria. I was like, you look at this. Tell your friends. Thanks, you know, that, <laughs> for listening. He was like, I'll ask him. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I'm joking. <laughs> but no. So uh, Ingrid and Angela are both dietitians. Um, and so we're going to do a little bit change of pace today. So instead of talking strictly pharmacotherapy and all that good stuff, we're hopefully going to do a little uh dietitian counseling clinical pearls for non-dietitian providers because i'm sure most of our listeners are not dietitians so i've been able to learn a lot um i work with angela at uh, fetter and so i've been able to pick up a lot of stuff and learn from her um about you know ways uh, of helping my medications work a lot better by fixing the diet problems in the first place so um you know let's kind of start off before we even get into the the meat of everything like tell us a little bit about uh you know, how'd you guys get started and have you just from day one known you were going to be a dietitian or well for me initially i i was always a chef and a master baker so i actually went to school for uh culinary arts and then i went to school for restaurant management and accounting and financing for restaurants and catering and then i um Went and did my master's in baking and pastry at the Cordon Bleu. Did an Australian gastronomic tour and a Hispanic gastronomic tour. And in the midst of all that, um, I used to weigh 220 pounds. And doctors just kept telling me, eat less, eat less. Well, nobody ever asked me what I ate in the first place. And I ended up with a a nasogastric tube for three months. Mm. um, Because I was considered a morbidly obese anorexic. So based on that, the doctors kept on contradicting information. And for you to become master chef, you actually need to have one-on-one nutrition. Um, so everything they were saying just went against everything I had already learned. Mm. So I ended up having a gastric sleeve. And in the process, I met my first registered dietitian. And after talking to her, I was like, oh, well, I th- think I want to go back to school. So I sold everything back in Bogota, Colombia. And with the help of my parents and a couple of scholarships, I actually came here to the States and went to FIU, um, Miami, Florida International University and studied nutrition and dietetics. Wow, that's great. When so, did you when did you start at FIU? Uh, 2012. Okay, awesome. So I did my undergrad there and then I did my internship and basically residency with Oakwood University in Huntsville, Alabama. And then when I finished with them, that's when I met Ingrid. Nice. Columbia, South Carolina. Beautiful place. 
<laughs> oh, no, not no, a different place? No, different, the, the other one, the other one. The one with an O, with not o. a U. Ah, that was the confusion. <laughs> Colo, not cola. Yeah. So, Ingrid, Ingrid, what's your origin story? Uh, so, I was born in Mexico. Okay. I was there... Uh, most of my childhood, and my dad was always here. So he would go back, visit us, come here, or we would come for vacation, things like that. And then when I was in high school, I came here. Actually, I came here when I was like 10, but stayed here a couple of years, went back to Mexico. The last time that I came to stay, I was in high school. And junior year, they're asking everybody, what do you want to be? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, what college do you want to go, go to? I had no idea. I was like, I know I want to be in the medical field. I know I want to be like a health provider, but I don't know what I want. So my counselor actually asked me and I said, I think I want to go to medical school. And she made the joke to go to Yale. But she said it like jokingly, like, you should go to Yale. What a good counselor. Yeah. (laughs) Just belittling the students. (laughs) Exactly. That's that's, that's this step one of counseling training. And I said... (laughs) Well, at that time, I didn't know what Yale was. I knew it was a school. I didn't know it was like number one, number two. So I said, oh, well, let me know how I can get in. And she said, oh, no, like you would probably not get into Yale. And I said, excuse me, what? And my mom being a teacher, obviously, I told my mom and it was this huge like dilemma at school. And um, (laughs) I I, I said, well, I don't know what I want to do, but I started with um, pre-med. I actually went to UConn and that was another thing. I was like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what Yale is. And she said, well, you should probably go to a community, um, college. And I said, okay, well tell me how, like what, what's the process? I had no idea. Looking back now, I'm like, wow. What a horrible person. Yeah, what a horrible person. The counselor. What was her uh, first and last name? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually want to look her up now. But I actually ended up going to UConn. I started with pre-med, and I took my first nutrition class, and I fell in love. And I was like, wait, you can actually make a living out of being, like, an actual dietitian, like, doing things with nutrition? And I kind of, like, switched my whole thing, and I became a dietitian. I did my undergrad in the University of Connecticut, and I did my master's with the internship in the University of Connecticut. So I actually ended up at Yale for part of my um, (laughs) internship. Heck, yeah. So that was actually pretty cool that I was able to kind of be there and be like, yeah, Yeah. like, can we go back and find her and be like... Here's my. She's yeah. gotta be out there somewhere. Uh, she retired. She's, I, I actually she's looked her up. Yeah. she retired. I looked her up, but um, I wanted <laughs> to find her so bad, oh, and yeah. and I kind of told my parents, and they were like, it, "It's okay. Like you proved it to yourself that you could do it." She needs to know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. No, that's awesome. Well, that, that's great. I, I actually I love stuff like that when it comes to like people saying you know you can't do this that and the other, and it's almost like I feel like that's almost like a good ammo and then you know for for actually succeeding because then it's like okay arrows in the quiver for now i gotta now i gotta prove somebody now i gotta prove a point <laughs> right yeah so. i can't what what yeah, yeah. okay no, that's it no. we're gonna go to war now mm-hmm. and <laughs> no. then internship happened i graduated and i was like yay i'm about to be a dietitian let me just pass this exam mm. and then i took the exam and i failed and i was like oh okay so what now i talked to my counselor from yukon and she said, it's probably the language barrier. And I said, well, I know English. Like, I, I didn't know I didn't know English. I thought I was fine. And 
I, I was pretty lost at that point too, because now I'm like, okay, I finished this whole like six year program. And now again, I'm like, like stuck. So then I, um, I moved, I did a couple of things. I took the exam again and I failed the second time. And I was like, okay, now I just want to give up. Like, I was like, all right, I'm done. And my, my goal was at that point to become a food service director. So I said, technically, I don't have to be a dietitian <laughs> to be a food service director. So maybe I should just not be a dietitian. And at the time I was talk, I was working with a dietitian and she was like, Ingrid, you literally went to school for like six years to be a dietitian and you're just going to give up because you didn't pass the first two times that you took it. And I said, all right, well, I'll try one more time. And I tried one more time and I passed. And at that point I was like, okay, all right, I'm good. I'm never looking at this material ever again because I was tired <laughs> of looking at it for like six months. And then, yeah, we all say that. And then I posted it on Facebook that I had passed and that, you know, things that had helped me and things like that. And then I started getting messages of like, hey, can you help me out? Like I'm in the same boat. Like I haven't passed in a long time. Like I've taken my exam six, seven times. And I was like, wow, I, I really thought that I was the only one that didn't pass this exam. And at that point, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll see what like I'll tell you what I, I know. And that's how my RD guide started. And it, it didn't even have a name at that point. But yeah. I just had one student. It was just one person that I was helping. And we would meet most days and we would just go over the information. And then she passed. And then it was like, cool, I helped somebody. And then she posted it. And then more people contacted me. And then it just kind of like went from there. And I started working as a food as an assistant food service director. And on the side, I was kind of like helping people out and just doing lessons and doing like small groups. And then Angela came along. And that's how I met Angela. And I'll kind of like let you say that part of the story. But it was a very interesting yeah, we had an interesting yeah. start. So going, yeah. basing off this, the fact that it's a hard exam, it's... Yeah, tell people about it. For, for, there's so a lot of people who listen who, you know, aren't for, familiar with dietitians. So for us to become RD or RDN, we have to take an exam that is 125 to 145 questions long. You just don't know which one you're going to get until you finish the exam. Now, when you're taking this exam, you have to take, you answer the question and that's it. There's no going back. And you can't move on to the next question unless you answer. And our topics range from architecture, uh, chemicals, mm, pharmacotherapy, food service, first service community, community, food science, clinical, clinical. So it's architecture. architecture. Yeah, I'm going to need a little <laughs> I'm more information. I'm, I'm stuck on that one. How to that? Go ahead. Yeah. Go so ahead. For, for a dietitian, we have to be able to know what are the dimensions for a hallway which is 36 inches, and for a doorway, it has to be minimum like 32 inches. No way. And that way, a wheelchair can come through or a gurney from an ambulance can come through. Mm -hmm. Also, for disabilities, which are the heights and the inclines of the ramps, 
the types of lights you have to have, the types of materials you can use in a kitchen, outside of the kitchen, storage room. How to design a kitchen. How to design a kitchen. How you're going to get your delivery in the kitchen. What the heck? Yeah. That's yeah. so that's interesting. Bizarre. Yeah. So, that's like saying, uh, like, for, for, for to get your farm D, you have to know uh, the how to actually create from a, in a factory the syringe. I know. The vaccine. And I'm like, well, yes, what does that have yeah, to do with actually, what I do? Yes, we do. That's bizarre. Yeah, I just draw it up, right? I have to <laughs> yeah, know I'm how to, to create make the it. syringe. I know. So actually, yes, we do need to know how like food is mass produced and how to standardize a recipe for a restaurant or for a major mm-hmm. industry or how to create the formulas of enteral formulas and parenteral formulas from scratch. Mm-hmm. Even though your likelihood of ever doing it is like yeah. close to zero. It's interesting. I guess when, when I think of my experience with dietitians, it's mostly in clinical settings, but are there dietitians like consulting uh, businesses or yeah, people yeah. mass producing stuff. Is that why you have to know those sorts of yes. things? Mm-hmm. So as a dietitian, you can work in the private sector, clinical, community, food service. Um, so one of my closest friends right now, he just got hired for um, to be a clinical medical dietitian consultant for Abbott in Hong Kong. Yeah, nice. So yeah. he dropped his job as the top oncology dietitian to now be that for Abbott because it's going to give him more opportunities. Was so, that the guy that I met randomly on yes, FaceTime? She's yes. like talking to some guy and she's like, come here. I just walked in. I'm like half asleep. <laughs> I have like, patience today. It's 1030. <laughs> yeah, it was 1030. <laughs> and she's like, here, meet my friend from Hong Kong. It's just this guy like waving at me. I was like, hi. <laughs> Hey. So he's living in Hong Kong now doing yep. with that with the drug company at it. Yep. That's yep. cool. That's awesome. So, yep. So going back to my RD guide. Um the exam is ridiculously hard and some would say like for no reason. But once you've gone some through it Some would say <laughs> architecture. Yeah. yeah uh, I agree with that, like, that assumption. <laughs> it's one of those things that dietetics is a very very young medical field. So we still have to prove our spot at the table. So we do have to be prepared for wherever the wind blows and wherever we land. I always thought that I was going to be food service, strictly food service, food service, because well, food is my jam. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I've been studying food for the past 15 years. So like food service. And then as soon as I graduated, I didn't even finish my internship. Almost because I got snatched up in a long-term care and I'm like, oh crap, I really like this clinical thing. And then I got relocated here. Um, and now I'm in community, which I absolutely detested. Like I was like, no, nah, I'm never going to be in community. Community sucks. We were and like, you're then- hired. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get Fast here. Fast experience. Yeah. That's the kind of spirit we yeah. expect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get you in here. Ooh, you hate it. Yes. You'll perfect. fit right in. Perfect for government <laughs> You'll work. fit right in. And then I came and checked the place out and then I saw everything they were offering. I was like, oh, all right, maybe it won't be that sucky. So <laughs> it actually been a amazing adventure but before you can actually get to that venture you need to pass that exam mm-hmm. and i took the exam six times you only need a 25 to pass i got a 24 mm. five times no way Ugh. so i had contacted ingrid on my fourth attempt 
And I was like, oh, I, somebody just sent me your number. I found you on Facebook. Um, I'm taking my exam in a couple of days. I just got married. I just got relocated to Charleston. I don't know anybody. I don't even have a, a house yet. And she's like, too much is happening. I don't think you should take the exam. Like I tried rescheduling it and they won't let me. She's like, let me know how it goes. She gave me a couple of pointers. I'm like, all right, bendición and good luck. We can do this. Um, I went, I took the exam. I got a 24. Mm, Ingrid. And <laughs> I just, all my fault. Yeah. She contacted me a week before. You had before, two days. Yeah. You had two whole yeah, days. Yeah, and this whole time I'm sitting there thinking we have a good tutor here. That's <laughs> no, <day. Well>, yeah. <laughs> it turns out. Well, it wasn't so much that I didn't know the knowledge. Like, didn't know what was going on. Um, halfway through the exam, there was a power outage, and I was told to sit in front of a shut-off computer for three hours and wait for it to come back on because uh, to get a reauthorization is really hard sometimes, mm -hmm. especially when it's things like that. So they're like, oh, no, but we need proof and evidence. And like, yo, the computer's off. Like, I mm, can't do <laughs> Take anything a picture. about it. <laughs> it's obviously off. <laughs> um, so the whole three hours crying, computer comes back on. You just answer whatever. I was already done. I, I, I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, I come out and I'm just sobbing and I call her. <laughs> and she's like, um, I feel like I was there. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, um, I, I don't know who this is, but pl please, please. Crazy, crazy person. Please don't yes. call me again. <laughs> please <Block>. breathe. <laughs> Ca calm down. But I hope you're not driving. No, no, stop. Stop driving. Please. I'm on the highway. <laughs> and then she managed to calm me down. And then she was like, well, okay, what happened? Uh, all right. I had already contacted other four tutors and they all said, you're so close to passing. We don't know how to help you. So good luck. And end of conversation. And I told her and she's like, well, I have no idea how to help you either. But what the heck? We have 45 days to get this done. So take the weekend off and I'll see you on Monday. And you gave the weekend off? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. She was like, please, please. I guess Singer's a little more lenient than I would have been. <laughs> so um, took the weekend off and actually got married on that weekend. Okay. Well, I guess, <laughs> that's cool. I don't, think Mike would, I don't think Mike would take that excuse either. <laughs> Marriage? No. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong person. Um, and then we started studying and in 45 days it was like, hey, I have a question. Hey, I have a question. And I became that annoying ass person. Like, hey, wh what is this? Hey, hey, hey. Don't ignore me. Please don't ignore me. But I did. Rem I do remember telling her like when I was like a week in studying with her, I told her like, you know what? I really, really think you're going to be the next Inman. So I know you question mark face. Inman is one of the... I assumed Biggest. you meant admin, and no, I, no. I, it was just your accent. I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be honest with the group. I thought you said M&M, so I was thinking uh, either rapping or candy. Language barrier. One or the it's other. just the language. Yeah, yeah. My just accent the, is yeah. very strong. Yeah. That's why a lot of times I just like, yeah, I figured I know what she means. So Inman is um, a dietitian. Um, she was one of the first people to actually create a study guide. For the RD exam and for many, many decades, it was the only study guide dietitians had unofficially to be able to study 
for this exam. Not even the academy gives us anything to help us out. They just tell us like, here's your code. Good luck. Bye. Hope you like architecture. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, you don't find out that you have to study architecture until you're like looking at Inman and you're like, who the heck cares about the darn floors? Yeah, that's that's bizarre. I'm still stuck on what that. type of tile <laughs> to put yeah, or the type of paint. No, it was, it was what a type in the of world? lights. I feel like that was written by someone who somebody was, a was crazy laughing person. as they made those questions. And then, oh, and then no one's taking the time to go in there and be like, hey, we should probably revamp this. <laughs> <thing."> <laughs> mm, talking about that. Well, it was what, back. Well, when, it was back well. when dietitians were building houses. Apparently, yeah. they had two jobs. Right. <laughs> Construction Four. on the weekends. <laughs> Four or five, maybe. Um, so I told her like, you have all of the makings to be the next Inman. And she was like, ah, pish posh. No, I don't need. Yeah. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Shoo, go shoo, back shoo, to shoo, work. Shoo. Cool. 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 <laughs> and I passed and I called her still at the test center. And I think I burst her eardrums because I screamed so loud. I passed. Oh my God. I passed. I actually had to sit an hour in my car so I could calm down because I was like shaking so hard. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So I was just shaking so hard. And then we just kept talking because after I passed the exam, the next day I was like, I have nothing to do. What are you doing? (laughs) And she's like, I'm gonna teach a group class. Can I join? She's like, oh okay. So I literally just sat in her classes. And (laughs) kept (laughs) learning. Look, look, I think I'm a f- in a room full of them. So. Uh, don't tell anybody. So you, <laughs> so Ingrid had already had like, you had people coming to group classes at that point. Right, when she right. Started on. So the group was for like five, five people. people max. Yeah. Five with me. That's right. a group. Right. Because so. I still had my full time job and I was actually working two jobs. Yeah. So I was like, five people is good. I can't help as, as many people as I would like because I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. And then I remember her saying one day, um, I'm absolutely miserable at work. And I'm like, well, just quit and just do full-time tutoring. And she's like, no, I can't do that. I'm like, well, how many students do you need one-on-ones and in groups to be able to be just a tutor? And she's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, figure it out. And then behind her back, I posted it on Facebook, my story of failing six times and, well, five times and then finally passing and like how tutors rejected me and everything. And then the next day she calls me and she's like, what did you do? (laughs) I just put a post on like 20 Facebook pages. Angela. I have like a hundred emails. I'm like, "Mm, you have a hundred. I have like 500. (laughs) (laughs) And then it just started snowballing from there. Nice. And I was like, I'm here to support you. And she's like, no, you're going to here to help me teach. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Thank you, but no. And then we had one Spanish speaking student that Ingrid speaks Spanish and just the materials in English and she's so used to teaching everything in English and the student was like nope I can't I don't get it I don't understand what you're saying so she was like oh just you know how to do simultaneous translation come on you do it all day long at work I know you do it all day long for Carvino and I'm like yeah that's true that's true do you want the translator app I was like nah (laughs) I don't think Angela's a patient right now so I desperately need her out yeah I'll wait I'll wait 
And I was like, fine, I'll just help you out with this one person. This one person turned into one person and then into a group of 10 and then a group of 20, 20. and then now a group of 40, 40. and now one-on-ones and now training other tutors. And I'm like, yo, when, when, when did I when become? When did we stop? <laughs> what, what happened? Oh, now we're going to be doing Q&As. Wait, what? What, what's happening here? What? And now it's just, it's weird when we don't talk to each other from 6 a.m. all the way until like midnight. We're all day long together as witnesses. Yes, I will see Ingrid pop up on FaceTime at work. <laughs> so I feel like I know her already. <laughs> and it's, it's hilarious because we're always talking about like, oh, the student this, the student that. Right. Oh, you call this person, they like you better or you have better <laughs> understanding with them. Um, we, are, we have people that are now we're like starting to look into like Portuguese because we do see a, lot, a big demand for Portuguese. So I'm like, all right, I already kind of speak Portuguese. Let's let's try to figure this one out. So aka and, Spanish. It, yeah, it's a little sing-song Spanish. How hard could it be? Huh. <laughs> I know like three words in Spanish, so I'm well, well on my way. Uh, two more than last time. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. actually something that we were also thinking about. Yeah. We get our ideas at midnight. Teaching Mike Spanish? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to be our first victim. Yeah, he's going to be our guinea pig. And if you're not careful. I'm waiting on the chip. I'll be number two. I'm waiting on the chip. (laughs) (laughs) Elon Musk's chip that will just teach me Spanish instantly. So that's how she ended up snowballing. And then they were like, okay. Well, I told her, like, you can't just be called Ingrid Soto because this is going to grow so much that it's going to be bigger than you. And then... And then one, yeah, one night I was like, my brothers are actually graphic designers. So I called them and I was like, I need a logo. And they're like, "Uh, for what? And I was like, "Um, (laughs) my my business. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, "Um, excuse me. You work? You you do things? And you're like, yes, I do. (laughs) And then we sat down for like an hour and we came up with a logo and we came up with my RD guide. And here we are today. Here we are. Yeah. So So what is it called? My, My RD, RD guide. guide. Oh, that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. good. Cool. Great. Keep up, please. <laughs> <laughs> My RD guide LLC, actually. Mm, LLC, yeah. yes. So you can't yep. sue her. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it won't work. Yep. That was all the reasons why I'm like, I you need it. to make a uh, company. I got an LLC on a core console. So too. They, have they been virtual classes pretty much the whole time, mm-hmm. like virtual meeting people? Yep. Cool. Yep. Through Zoom. Oh, well, we started off with Skype. Skype. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> Skype. And then for the Q&As. Well, the Q&A started was because of the pandemic. Yeah. Mm. So we were just on our normal banter of every day. And she's like, oh, I'm going to lose a student because of the pandemic. And I'm like, we should do like a sponsorship. And then she's like, let's do a free q and I'm like, wait, what? What? So on yeah. Skype, we could only do 50, 50 people at a time. So we had a waiting list mm. for that. We had like 200 emails. That yeah, one time that we posted, like, because that, that pandemic. You need, like, a secretary to manage your emails or something. <laughs> well, for a while, that was kind of like, she would just send me emails, like, reply to this. And I'm like, all right, I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. But okay, I'm making things up here for you. And Sure, you're in the class, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> There's a limit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 50, 49 Oops. students because she would be the number 50. Right. Um. So we started with the Q&As, and then one day I told her, like, this is ridiculous. There's something called Zoomy, Zoom Zooms, Loom Looms. I don't know what it's called, but there's you can have a lot more people in it. So that was fun making the transition 
from Skype to Zoom. The first pretend class, it was the two of us. And I'm like, I can't see you. Can you you're muted. What? It was like when you open the camera and you see your the face. Forehead. Yeah, you're like, can you see me? Every, yeah. time, every time I talk to any of my relatives or something that are like above 100, they're like, <laughs> not really, but there's just their forehead. Like they're talking up close. I'm like, you know, I can see you. That's how these things work. Because they're looking right down at the screen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, no, that's awesome. So, uh, it's 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 crazy. Like, cause like when I went on there with you guys at one time, um, I was expecting. I don't know what I was expecting. I was like 15, 20 people like live. Cause live, I figured people would watch the recorded version or whatever. I'm like, I jumped on like, uh, I you told me about it like an hour before we had to go live. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I was like, sure, I can make stuff up for thirty <laughs> minutes, and. Um, the, I get on there and I'm like, there's 150 people in this frigger. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Oh, and there was a waiting list of like another 200 people to try and c connect to see you. And we're like, oh, we've reached Sorry. capacity. It was crazy. I was like, holy cow, that's a lot of freaking people on Zoom all at seven o'clock at night on a Wednesday. Right. It was awesome. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, that's great. So I guess there's not a whole lot of, I mean, people probably can't get into the space, I suppose, because you'll have that many people Yeah. as far as like competition, right? You'll have that many people attending your classes. There can't be that many other programs can't be out there. that many there. other programs out there, right? So... Is there any now? Is there a competition? Like... There's a couple of There's tutors. There's a couple there. of tutors out right. there, but we're, I think we are the only ones... Well, That's awesome. You are the only one that does the free Q&A. And so. that we have like the Spanish sessions and yeah. trying to pretty much help as much people as we possibly can. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's really cool. So as far as, you know, like helping people, let's talk about some providers that are not dietitians because I feel like that's a huge, I, I know like in farm school we have, we, do, we learn how to do like, you know, TPNs and um, some enteral nutrition stuff, but it's mostly just kind of like an afterthought. Maybe we spent like a couple weeks doing that maybe. Yeah. Um, we do a little bit of diabetes education stuff, so we get like some like basic fundamentals when it comes to diet. But it it always for us all obviously comes back to the pharmacotherapy, um, and so a lot of us obviously are very familiar with that side of things. But one of the things that I think, especially looking at all the data from A one C drops over twenty twenty that we've noticed too is, you know, you'll you'll see medications like Trulicity and things that we like so much. You look at the studies and they'll get like one percent. You know, so someone who has a nine for their A one C nine percent go to eight percent. Something like that. And that's like a huge clinical benefit enough for the FDA to approve the drug. Well, patients that come through Angela and I's program at work, like 1% would be like a disappointment. Like yeah, if we saw uh, that. We're so spoiled and already. I mean, like we've, we have people that drop 3% in a, in four weeks and it's like, what the heck? Trulicity is amazing. <laughs> I try to take all the credit for it. <laughs> no, but um, it's be, like, it's because like that piece is missing from primary care so much as the, the healthy eating and what to eat. Because... I mean, the vast majority of people, even people who are in like decent shape and stuff, a lot of times don't know like what to eat. Um, and so for a lot of times providers don't have a dietitian on staff. So like what, let's, I guess let's start with diabetes since we talk about that so much on here, but what are some like just kind of clinical pearls that would be important for students or, or providers whatever, to kind of take with them that they could use, but they're not going to do a full session, but basically just get, you know, some tidbits that can help um, the, you know, patients with, with eating and like better choices, whether it's drinks or food or whatever. I know it's like the most open-ended question ever. <laughs> I know. Like Take I it away. So Actually, many we, we, I, I love the fact that it's an open-ended uh, question. Yeah. Cancel all your plans. <laughs> <laughs> 
So one of the biggest things that I do see from all providers that they do is that they ask close-ended questions. And therefore, they're not getting a whole picture of who their patient or what their patient really is and what they're doing. They like one of the most classic questions is, do you have coffee for breakfast? Yes. No. Instead of asking. Yep. That's all you're going to get. Yeah, That's all you're going to (laughs) get. You You asked for it. Yeah. That was your question. Why don't you ask? So what did you drink with that? Or what else did you have for breakfast? That way you're basically encouraging the patient to actually open up and talk. Because right. not everybody has coffee. Some people have orange juice or just water. Oh, so what else do you have? Oh, what else do you put in it? What, what, anything on the side? Anything later? So probe. Probe and mm-hmm. keep probing because it's, it's not very black and white. And it's not just the food. So uh, something that I get a lot is, uh, well, you know, I just had some chicken. I'm like, okay, how did you cook the chicken? Oh, well, you know, um, I fried it. I'm like, okay. So was it was it a batter dough or was it a dry dry rub or was it double dipped or was like how did you cook mm-hmm. it? What what were the ingredients? What was the cooking method and process behind it? Because if you do a dough, depending like the type of dough, if it's going to be a pancake dough, it's going to be sweeter, it's going to be runnier, if it's going to be a beer batter, it's going to be it's different. What type of fat did you use? Did you use duck grease? Did you use pork fat? Did you use lard? Um, did you pan fry it or did you deep fry it or did you air fry it? Which There is one so much. Yeah, there's That's, so yeah. many differences. There's way too many things. I, <laughs> I always like the question of like, walk me through your day instead of saying, did you eat today? Mm-hmm. Because if you ask that, all, you're say, all they're going to say is yes or no. And that's it. So walk me through your day is more of like an open-ended question of like, okay, well, I woke up at seven, I had coffee. Oh, what do you put in your coffee? Oh, mm-hmm. I put this, this, and that. And it kind of like gets the conversation Get them going. talking. Right, right. So uh-huh. that's the other thing. Like providers do ask like, oh, why do you spend so much time with the patient? Well, <laughs> it's a lot of food. It's a very yeah. different type of appointment. Yeah, so I got, I actually want to hear what you ate. Oh, but it's bad food. Mm, really? Is it? So that's a very big, and that's a lot of times that even like my patients will bring up, you know, well, I'm not eating fruit because I know that's bad for me. I'm like, well, I mean, that's, we, get, we slow down. So like, there, that's a good example then. So like, cause you know, in it, like, when you're looking at like uh, a shortened, you know, weekend class kind of thing for a healthcare provider that's not a dietitian, they'll they'll say things like, "Oh, high in sugar, don't just stay away from it." They just start chipping away at what right. the patient can't eat. So, like, how do you go about like for someone with diabetes? Like, is it like based on their weight, or how do you figure out like how many carbs they should have per meal? Like, is it just patient specific? Is it just depending on how uncontrolled their diabetes is, or? So I base myself more it's on how uncontrolled the diabetes is, how many medications they're actually taking, and if there has been any changes. So, for example, at work, usually I prefer when you talk to them first, because that way when you do make a change of medication, that lets me know how liberal I can be with their diets or how restrictive I have to be. So, for example, I know... There is one medication that I detest 
And after working with you, I'm like, yes, I'm in all the rights of the world to hate this one. And it's the famous glyphicide. <laughs> I, I just can't stand the glyphicide because it forces patients to really have to count what they're eating and to adjust their eating patterns to a medication. No, that's not how life works. Like people are busy. People have bills to pay. People have to work. So you can't just change everything just because, oh, no, stop the world. Everybody stop. I need to take a snack. No. And certain medications don't have that safety net. So I really do base myself a lot on the medication. And then I ask the patient, what are you eating in the first place? Lots of times their diet is very heavily starchy food and proteins and their proteins are deep fried. So it's just like, ooh, all right. So I usually start them off with make half of your plate fruits and or vegetables. Oh, but which fruits? Whatever you want. Well, is that I was told that these fruits are bad. I'm like, I don't care what you're eating as long as half of that plate is fruits and vegetables. And then we'll take it from there. And that's usually and, how I start. And I think that's really hard for people to to like understand that any fruit and any veggie is better than, let's say, not eat any. Mm-hmm. Because I, I see that a lot, even when I was an intern. And you would go into these rooms and they would say like, oh, my doctor said not to eat grapes because mm-hmm. they're really high in sugar. Or, not, or in general, just fruits because they're so high in sugar. Mm-hmm. But they'll have like a smoothie on the side or something. And it's like, okay, well, (laughs) let's rethink this. And I think it's really important to kind of like we've been saying, kind of like tailor to your patient. Mm -hmm. Because we've also had it, me and my family, I've had people with prediabetes and I can't tell them not to eat tortillas. We're Mexican. We my mom makes homemade tortillas. Mm, I eat so them. They're so good. They are so delicious. And I will never. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad you brought us some too. Well, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Well, we, that no was tamales. Just nope, nope. <laughs> Ma, are you hearing this? Yeah, exactly. So it, it's really important to kind of go with your patient and kind of talk to them and see mm-hmm. what they're eating because maybe they're just starving them, themselves because they don't. They just don't know what to eat. And I've, I've actually had that with um, a family member where he was like, he, he was young, he got diagnosed with diabetes, and he just starved himself because he had no idea what to eat. So he just didn't. Well, and, and what's, what's crazy too about that is a lot of times when their A1C starts going up, when they're starving themselves, they're like completely baffled because right. they're like, I'm not even eating any food. Because I know, I mean, Angela and I probably say this a hundred million times a week, but talking about, you know, getting them to eat you know, properly, like proper meal schedule because, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't obviously go into detail with patients about glycogenolysis and stuff, right. but we're basically talking about, you know, the, the liver storing sugar for energy for emergencies. And when you skip meals like that, your body's, I always make the joke with patients to see if I can get a laugh. It works like 70% of the time, <laughs> but I'll say like, uh, I'll say like you, you're, you're basically your body's releasing that sugar because it thinks you're in trouble and you're getting a sugar spike and you didn't even get to eat anything awesome. And then I'm like, if your sugar's going to spike, like you need to enjoy yourself to get it to spike. And they're like, that is true. (laughs) You're right. Right. So, you know, it's just one of those things that I think that part of it too is like explaining more, more about the types of fruit. Like, like you're saying the Mm -hmm. fruit versus the smoothie. 
like a lot of people will just say, well, just drink a smoothie because that's what the magazines say. Right. So, yeah, that's my biggest fight a lot of the times because for a vast majority of the patients, I just tell them like, oh, well, your food is pretty on point. I'm like, why is my sugar out of control? Well, it's because of this juice, this juice, this juice, this smoothie, this smoothie, this smoothie. And that's why you're not losing weight either. So I have a lot of patients where I just tell them, um, let's XO that juice and those smoothies and just give me a month. Just give me one month and Mm -hmm. let's see, just trust the process. They're like, fine, fine, fine. They stop the juices and the smoothies and I've had patients lose pounds and their A1C drop like, oh, Josh, okay, okay. Let's take away some of these medications because it dropped so much. What have you been doing? Oh my God. Oh, Angela said no more juices. So I cut out the juice. And that was all I had to do. Like they're, how many tamales did you eat? Four, four, five, and then some tacos. Okay. Any juice? No, crystal light. Okay, okay. Crystal light. It's my jam. Lifesaver. Speaking of that, um, one of the questions we got on Instagram was about diet drinks. So they, one of the questions was specific, I think, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, it was um, something along the lines of, like, uh, how do we explain to patients that diet drinks are bad? Which, already, like, already, you I don't know. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Right. So that's where I was at, too, because I'm like, I don't know that I even agree with the initial part of that question. Right, right. Um, but what's your thoughts on that? So, cause there's a lot of people that will say, you know, I've, I've seen stuff in Medscape talking about diet sodas linked to potential stroke risk and things like that. Cancer and all this. Yeah. So what, what's, the, what's the deal with mm. all that? So I know that the cancer one came up, uh, was because of, of a really, really, really old research, um, that when they was published, um, or they forgot to extrapolate like the values that they were, the mega doses they were injecting yeah. mice, or they forgot to put a whole page out. Um, but it was basically saying that these doses of artificial, artificial sweeteners. sweeteners were causing cancer cells. And then a couple of years later, a researcher came up and said, like, y'all, did you even read the numbers? Like, if it was done on mice, mice, little tiny things. That big, like it's insignificant. Like the scale can't even read it. And they were injecting them with these huge doses. Yeah, mega doses of it. I remember hearing you was like the equivalent of like drinking 400 sodas a day or something like that. Well, basically the dose that they were getting would be around 10,000 packs of Splenda per day for over 10 years to maybe start causing cancerous cells. 10,000 packs can easily fill up probably half of this room, this whole room. Yeah, usually two day. sufficient. Usually a thousand right. sufficient for me. Yeah. Like <laughs> two two like, to three max, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two, two to three like boxes. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll roll with it. It's still not enough. But it also we have to cater it down to specific cases and specific patients. So depending on their medication regimen, there are some medications that are going to interact with um, the artificial sweeteners. Um, but they're so rare and sca- scarce and they're so outdated that really we don't even see them in the market that often anymore. Like somebody really, really old school would be using those medications. It's so much that I don't think we even learn them in school anymore. Um, 
but it also depends on what are the conditions of the patient. So if we're talking strictly of about a diabetic patient, then no rock on with your diet sodas because just because your pancreas is messed up doesn't mean your taste buds are crap too. Like, right. no. But if we're talking about somebody that has cardiac failure or hypertension, well, all of these sodas, regardless diet or no diet, they have sodium and they have phosphates and these are, these are salts. So what? Just because <laughs> <so that, laughs> I drink diet monster a little bit. <laughs> And those that, those sodiums are going to be counting into your salt intake. So right. if we have somebody with a really, really uncontrolled um, hypertension, well, yes, that person will be like, eh, lay off the sodas. Even because, if they're dying. Even if they're dying right. because they have the sodium. And the sodium is not there for other than a mold inhibitor and... Um, the carbonation because mm -hmm. the carbonation comes from the salt no carbonation no no bubbles <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of like the tasty part of a soda so it really depends so for example if it's a gastric gastric patient um a bill roth one bill roth two Rooks and Y gastric sleeve, no, no sodas because right. of the carbonation, not even because of the nutrient contact. It's going to be all of that gas, gassiness that is going to bloat your stomach and you're going to be miserable for the next six hours. So it's for different reasons that we would avoid a soda or not. So in general, regular soda versus diet, you would still want to go diet? Diet. Yeah. Especially if you're like trying to monitor like that calorie intake. Yeah. Because the sugar content is it's just too bad. Oh, it's like right. 50 something the last time I checked. So 50 grams or something like that. Approximately like 25, depending on the size of the can, you can go from yeah. 25 to 50 something and depending on the type of soda. Um, but also we have to keep in mind like how many a day are you drinking? Right. And then if we look at the dietary guidelines, um, on average, the added sugar allowance per day is only 21 grams so and that's the added sugar allowance added mm -hmm. sugar only so because technically we're not we don't really need sugars you are all our sugars are coming from everything we eat because at the end of the day everything we eat will eventually break down into sugar so you're saying no, we don't. Our bodies don't need nat like added sugar because right, like the, 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 from the carbohydrates was what we're getting yeah. our actual glucose from. Right. Yep. Correct. I just so, I, I know what you meant, but I just want to make sure because I'm going to get that one question. What do you mean we don't need sugar? <laughs> so it's a, it, it's, it's covering all of our bases <laughs> from those added sugars. So one soda just all right that, that already that already gave you your one 200%. day. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And keep in mind, everything we eat that is processed has added sugar in it. Mm -hmm. The tomato sauce, uh, to balance out the acidity of the tomatoes, they add sugar. So it's, everything has sugar in it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And our body reads all of the sugars equally. Oh, is that a manuka honey? No, mm, mm. your body is going- <laughs> It's glucose. You, you, <laughs> you sugar? Yeah, okay, sugar through this door. Oh, but I am like agave. You sugar? Yeah, okay. As I said, sugar through this door. <laughs> They don't care. Sugar is sugar. There's literally an example of physiology talking right there. <laughs> <laughs> to the left. <laughs> Please. 
So, um, as far as, you know, speaking of not having any sugar, so one of the big things is like the, they just call it Atkins diet. Now they call it ketogenic and all that stuff like that. What, cause some people will look, will, will swear by it. And I completely understand the concept of it. Obviously, if you're not, if you're depriving yourself of, uh, all sugar, your body's going to just go to fat and break that down and you get skinnier. Not super sustainable, though, as far as long term um, is. So one of the questions I've heard several times when we had one person ask on Instagram was, um, is that a healthy? Is it like another just a diet alternative or is it like unhealthy to actually be on something like that? So let me take this one. (laughs) So the ketogenic diet, a lot of people think of it as a fat diet. Mm -hmm. The ketogenic diet is actually good for a certain type of patient, but not for your general weight loss patient that wants to lose 20 pounds in a month or so. So the ketogenic diet was designed to help with seizures. So if you're, we were talking about it earlier, if you're in the ages of one to approximately 16 years old and you are taking meds for seizure and it's really not working or you just have epilepsy that is just really bad, the ketogenic diet has actually shown to be beneficial. Hmm. So that that's like if if you are that person and the ketogenic diet has shown to be beneficial and you're experiencing less um, seizures, go for it. Yes, we will definitely say yes. And the ketogenic diet is actually 90% fat, which is a lot. A lot of fat. A, a lot. So us... Uh, just like healthy individual wanting to lose weight, the ketogenic diet is not sustainable. You can mm-hmm. probably do it for maybe a month or so, and then you're going to be lethargic and you are going to be very, very tired mm-hmm. every single day okay. until you go ahead and go back to your regular. And then when you do go back to your regular, since you didn't learn anything um, <laughs> other than you were miserable and you missed carbs, mm. um, you're just going to blow up. So... <laughs> The body doesn't like losing weight quickly because it thinks it's in danger. Mm -hmm. So whenever that happens and you start reintroducing foods, your body's going to go, yes, let me put everything into storage. It's like a squirrel before winter. Yeah. Pack it all away. Even worse. It's like a hoarder from one of those. It's a before winter. (laughs) (laughs) So um, your body is just going to go ahead and try to regain all of that weight that you lost and... A couple of extra friends that just were just in case nice. you do it again. Just, just, just crazy. And then because you gain all of the weight, then you go back to doing it in the first place. And then our favorite Vicious word. cycle. Vicious cycle, the yo-yo, yo-yo diet. diet. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so that's what that means. I did not know what that was. <laughs> so, yeah. So keto, unless you're epileptic. It's out. Really just... Find balance. If you can do this for the rest of your life, mm. then sure, dale, what? dale que tú puedes. Right. And then don't don't stop. <laughs> I'm always telling Cole that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, pitbull, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. She's from Miami. I never you understand what pitbull is saying either. <laughs> so, like, if you can if you can do that for the rest of your life, okay, go ahead. But think but about it. Like, can yeah. can you? Can you really? Sounds awful. No it, carbs. It Ugh. I love carbs. And our bodies <laughs> like carbs. Our, our body, are, well, there's a reason why we crave them. Mm-hmm. Just trying to stay alive. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, survival of the fittest. And then the 
the ketosis and then you have bad breath and mm. it's just yeah. not and worth the it. hair falling out and you know, stiatoria. Mm. What is stiatoria? Oh. Angela. Mm. No, I, I've, I've been told I have to behave. No, mm. no poop talk at the Fat, table. You can't talk about fatty poop. Hold the before <laughs> we, <laughs> we, had a, we had a whole long that intermission because happened. of it. <laughs> it happened. Early days. <laughs> So um, another one was asking um, if they have patients that basically are having struggle, struggles with weight loss during menopause. Any tips for that? Is that like how with all the hormone imbalances and things like that that are going on? Is there any like useful tips and tricks for one of those patients? So a lot of times with menopause, um, we are looking at hormonal imbalances, but I hear, I hear a lot of the times people saying like, oh, is that I've tried everything. Good. That's the next question actually <laughs> yeah. is I've tried everything and I exercise, <laughs> I exercise like crazy and no weight loss, so, which makes me highly suspicious. <laughs> so so that, that comes the next question. Like what is everything? What mm-hmm. are you doing? We're getting very existential and, now. We are. <laughs> so what? What is? Everything? Let me come with you to the gym and yeah. let me be in charge, and we'll see Walk if you're tired. through your whole day. <laughs> so it it really depends on like what does that everything mean? Did you yeah. were you a couch potato for the past fifty years, and now all of a sudden, oh, the weight is bothering you because you're going through a natural process that is supposed to happen? Um, and now you don't want to be a couch potato? Okay. Um, it's not going to happen in three months. It's going to take time. And because of the hormonal shift, it's going to take even longer. So it's not, an, it's not a fast fix. It's one of those things that you have to be persistent and consistent for extended periods of time. Yeah. And when I say extended is like, we're not looking at, oh, three months. It's a 12-week booster program. Seven day abs. No, <laughs> no this is probably a four-year plus extended program. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a long, long route. So if you don't want to get these bad, 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 horrible side effects, you need to start getting into the habits now. Mm-hmm. When you're not in menopause yet, if yep. you have a family history of menopause, then like a bad, bad menopause side effects. I'm like, uh, <laughs> if you ever know anyone who's gone through yeah. this, this random thing that happens to some people, <laughs> menopause they call it. Yeah, fifty percent of the population yeah. only. <laughs> Um, that's when you want to start like, oh, okay, my grandmother had it horrible. My mom is going through it. Mm, maybe I should start taking some precaution steps. Yeah. And I think also just creating realistic objectives or goals. I know we, we call them broad goals and smart objectives. So just making them attainable, not saying like we've been talking about, oh, I'm, I want to lose 20 pounds in two months. Well, that's not. That's not realistic, and you actually don't want to do that. So with, like, menopause being as it already is, that is, it's, it might not be, like, a pleasant transition, you want to be realistic with yourself and maybe say, all right, well, let me walk 10 minutes a day, see how that goes, and then, okay, well, it went well for a month, let me walk 20 minutes a day. So I think kind of, like, progressing to wherever you want to get to is is really important. And us as dietitians always say that. Like, let's do 
a objective per week and see how that goes. And if it didn't work, we're not just going to say, well, try it again next week and see how it goes. We're going to try to spice it up, try to yeah, switch it up a bit. Exactly. Because and then I come in right behind Angel and I go, if you get off that stinking treadmill, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> get back on there. Water is for cowards. <laughs> Spit it out. So, so yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. And then going to the next question of like, I've tried everything. I've done the smoothie. Hmm. What's in your smoothie? So I've, I've had a lot of people say like, oh, is that I'm drinking this shake and this other thing and this. And I'm like. Did you add the calories of it plus what you're eating? Calories don't count in shake form. Oh, of course not. It <laughs> goes right through. It goes right through. Yeah, no problem. It, it doesn't count if nobody sees you, especially. What's crazy, too, is the, the carbs that people will put. And that's for our diabetic patients that we're talking to. Like, when you hear their smoothie, because, again, the smoothie is like the, the buzzword. Yeah. Like, you see what they put in, and it's like, well, 17 bananas. And you start going, I'm like, that's like 300 grams of carbs. No wonder your sugar's so high. That, that smoothie is literally killing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. It's so, crazy. Um, there are smoothies that could easily be around 2,000 calories. That just one smoothie. It's like a Chick-fil-A milkshake. Like three plus the burger and yeah. the rest of the burgers, burgers menu don't, don't count. Um, it's carb free. <laughs> yeah. it's calorie free. The bread's carb free. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so it, it, it just creates that portion distortion. Like yeah. just because it's labeled organic, it doesn't really mean it's going to help you lose the extra pounds. It's not going to put you in that calorie deficit it's just gonna be there and not have pesticides and not ha- yeah <laughs> that's it. maybe so that's cool maybe. Yeah. maybe pesticides are calorie free they are yeah. so it doesn't every yeah, time yeah. so it doesn't really matter for your weight loss to be honest so you drink pesticides it's fine yeah, yeah. that was a joke do not quote me on that <laughs> great that's the sound clip i'm gonna hit, hit with. <laughs> you, your honor he said right here <laughs> so it's it what have you really tried? So also a lot of times people say like, oh, I walk every day 40 minutes. All right. How are you walking? When are you walking? So I actually sometimes tell patients like, show me how you walk. <laughs> what? Like, yes, get up and walk. So they walk and I'm like, great. So when is the fashion show? <laughs> what? I'm like, you're walking like you're walking down the catwalk. Like you ain't sweating. Your heart rate is not going up. You're not breathing. You're not burning anything. Oh, I'm supposed to? Supposed to. If you're going to power walk and you look embarrassing, that's how you know you're doing it right. Yes. (laughs) So, me at the airport today. (laughs) I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. (laughs) Good thing it was not me who's late. I'm always late. (laughs) So, So, as far as... Um, you know, when it comes to things like diabetes or or hypertension and stuff... um, what are some like tools like patient like education things or websites or is there anything you guys recommend typically to patients that providers could then because a lot of times realistically you know if you're you're sitting like cole's wife's a pa in neurology she's not gonna have time to sit down and go through an extensive diet you know luckily she's in a musc where they have dietitians but if she wasn't she's not gonna have time to sit there and go through all that is there like patient support like programs or like uh, educational programs that you guys typically recommend if you didn't have the time i would go with my plate yeah, but that's like the easiest, straightforward, most, right? Straightforward. 
Uh, my pal, I believe, is an app. My my fitness pal. My fitness pal. I've used that. I did like it a lot. So yeah. my fitness pal is actually really, really good if you have a base knowledge of what on earth is going on. But if you really are like absolutely clueless, start with my plate, read mm-hmm. up a little bit on it. If you want, if you don't want to go to a registered dietitian, please don't go to a health coach. They really didn't study these things. There, it's like asking. <laughs> it's like asking, like if it, it's like letting a, a a surgeon that got their medical degree in a box of Cheerios. Like <laughs> That's you, a thing. Mm, you'd be surprised. That'd be cool, Doctor Cheerios. I'm, I'm about to be a surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> so it. it like if you don't want to go, there is one program called um, Noom. I think it is. I've seen commercials for that. Yeah, yeah. They're very vague well. in the commercials about what it is, though. It makes me want. It makes me want to look it up. So <laughs> it's almost it's, like that's their intention. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like real marketing. clever marketing jerks. Um, that's also in the exam, and that's also marketing. in the marketing. So <laughs> advertising marketing. No, what is this? Um, so the what Noom basically does is that. It's not looking into counting your calories or changing your foods. It's more looking into your habits. And that's exactly what RDs do day in and day out in counseling, inpatient or outpatient. We're trying to find people's habits and improving them. So one of the commercials in in the Noom thing is like it's a plate of breakfast with an orange juice and it's... Then the next picture is a plate of breakfast with a glass of water, and it's like at least 200 calories smaller, like less. That's really what dietitians do. We are not trying to change your entire life. We're just trying to make you realize what it is that is going to be working for you, not against you. And take your orange juice away. And take your orange (laughs) juice. Well, instead of having the orange juice, just eat the orange. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that fiber. That fiber. The fiber is literally the key to everything. The, um, what, what about like, uh, one, one that I will show, used to actually pull up my phone and show patients sometimes is calorie King, um, being a free website. Cause just cause I'll, they'll ask me about like a restaurant or something like that. So I'll pull that up and show like what they ate and show them the carb content, things like that. Um, any other like apps or anything like that you can think of? So there's so So many, many, but like. Personally, the ones that I think that are the most reliable is going to be my fitness pal. When it comes to like, I really want to know how many calories I'm eating. It's really hard to really estimate that because it depends on how, especially if you're going to a restaurant, it's depending on how heavy handed it the the chefs were that day with the butter or with the salt. It, it varies a lot. Yeah, we're definitely going to expect some sponsorship money from yeah. MyFitnessPal. From, from, yeah. Zoom, from yeah. Zoom, from MyFitnessPal. Zoom, Noom, and MyFitnessPal. Yeah, so get back to our agency. <laughs> <laughs> so um, MyFitnessPal, will anything that has a barcode, it will definitely mm-hmm. help you track what you're eating and not eating, but don't base it solely on what those numbers are saying because... There's a lot of variance in it. Like, um, did you have a bowel movement? How much water did you drink? How active were you? How stressed out were you? What's the temperature outside? So if it's cold outside, you're going to burn more calories because the shivering action will make you burn calories. So 
there, there's so the many altitude. Thing, the altitude. It's all of these things are going to affect even the 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 freaking seasons because depending where you live in the world, nighttime is going to be longer than the daytime, and we tend to move less at night, so we are burning less. So, so. bottom line, talk to a dietitian. Yeah, find a dietitian. <laughs> yeah, a registered a dietitian. Mm-hmm. So, like the guy. Polo shirt guy at uh, GNC is good to go. He's a dietitian, right? <laughs> he told me he was. Mm, yeah, <laughs> or maybe he said nutrition. Yeah. But that's the same. But that's the same thing, ID. right? <laughs> uh, yeah, ask for their credentialing. Okay. Ask for their badge. <laughs> it's just give me a diet. <laughs> what do you know about architecture? <laughs> Let me ask you that real quick. Then How big is the hallway? How, How big, big is the hallway? The guy's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Never mind. Give me creatine. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, so ask a dietitian. That seems like a very much more reasonable TM. <laughs> TM. Yeah, TM. That's a good. That's our new slogan. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, anything else as far as um, like any training opportunities for like non dietitians? That like, do you guys have continuing education courses that are designed more for? Or are you guys inventing that? Did I just did I just spoil a surprise? <laughs> they, just, they just gave a look. So we're actually um, starting. Right now, we are focusing a lot on getting the groups going, getting students back into the mojo. It is the new year. Um, Ingrid is currently working on like creating the modules so that we can also offer self-paced learning. Um, because some, for some people, they've been out for such a long time that uh, one of these group classes is just way too fast-paced for them. So they're just like scratching their head. I'm feeling very overwhelmed. And you guys recertify? Is that why do you have to take the exam again or is it a one and done thing? So you, as long as you keep up with your continued education credits, you don't have to take the exam again. Gotcha. But ever, ever. But. but if you do not keep up with it or if you don't submit the credentialing properly, then you have to Retake take it. the exam again. Yeah. So nobody wants to take this exam no. ever again. But we have been talking one of our midnight chats. Um, I just turned to Ingrid and I'm like, hey, why don't we just pimp out Dr. Curvino? And she's like, Angela, you can't, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't do that. With those. I'm not a piece of meat. <laughs> <laughs> and Angela, you can't, you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, we can't. Look how cracked up the 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 the, the q a is yeah, yeah. they all just laugh at him the whole time <laughs> yeah i didn't tell him a single thing i just made jokes it was great it's the easiest it, talk i ever gave <laughs> she's like all right i'm like we can seriously start promoting like um like motivational interviewing for people that are been out of school a very long time and they're now transitioning into different populations so Ingrid was like oh uh, motivational interviewing for RDs to speaking to other, like other cultures. So now we're brushing up on like the, the my plate equivalent of different countries mm-hmm. because every country has a different one. That's what they um, need me for. <laughs> I'm so, extremely cultured. <laughs> <laughs> so, but one of the, the big ones that we are actually thinking up right now and like trying to troubleshoot it and like, Planning it out, down. writing yep. it down, creating the marketing strategy and planning behind it is um, the Michael Corvino, Dr. Michael Corvino. Yeah, please, please remember deluxe. the doctor part. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> the deluxe package where we want to basically feature 
him in chats where we're talk where he will be talking about um all of the pharmacotherapy but explain four rds mm-hmm. so i know that for me like in school they talked to us about medications and it just went whew, right over my head i had no idea what was happening and then after being one week at work with him i'm like Oh, light bulb. I'm loving this Michael Corvino deluxe package thing. I think that's what we should call like our podcast. Oh, you, you, can't, you can't take that. that oh, yeah, it's, that's not ours. They've trademarked Sorry. it already. Yeah. We would, trademarked that one already. That would be the quickest way for us already. to lose every listener we've ever established. <laughs> Michael Corvino like, deluxe a, package. They're like, what a douche. <laughs> that sounds good. That, we're going to take a sound bite of that yeah. one. <laughs> it's, it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> you got it here. No, we, we actually got such a great feedback from just students and actually I had a couple of former students that joined your session just because they wanted to listen to you and I've had a lot of students that have asked like is he willing to just give us more like just give us more when is he coming back so Mm -hmm. because I want to tell my boss and I've had (laughs) other like dietitians mentors of mine come up and be like so we heard that you have this pharmacy person and i'm like dr Dr. you You have this famous pharmacist personality this question originally was was supposed to be (laughs) how did we get to the puff up mike's ego because everybody listening right now is rolling their eyes so so this was not just marketing himself i know this was not what i meant i meant like are you going to do any like like modules that are designed for non-dietitians to help them with their dietitian stuff. Not anything to do with my nonsense. <laughs> with how amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Corvina, I, give them, I give them $20 to say this next <laughs> stuff about it before you guys got here. So going off of that, we, we do actually want to start doing kind of like wh- what you've been doing with teaching us a, a lot more about um, meds and all that, but actually make it continuous education so that they can actually get credit for it and we would have to send this to the CDR and get it approved. But I think that this is so valuable. And if we have somebody like yourself. Back to me again. Uh, <laughs> I already said I would other, do this. You guys don't have to. Like, <laughs> and other providers and, and just kind of like when we were in school, I remember we would always um, work with like med students and nurses and all that. And I think that that's so important mm-hmm. that we're not just the dietitian is like we're part of a bigger group yeah. and and I think if we can do that and and help others kind of like get comfortable with like motivational interviewing or how to properly co-sign or how to like actually work together I think if we can do that and I I already see Angela Oh yeah I'm I'm already She's already like okay yeah, we're going to have this a down. long night Yeah because so this is and, the problem we start talking around this time and then yeah, at midnight, our our husbands start going, girls, <laughs> hang up. No, 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 no. What, one, one more. more idea. One yeah. more. <laughs> and no. actually, the other the other thing, I've, yeah. I've actually gotten contacted from uh, some RDs that will would love to speak Spanish with their students. And, and like, their patients, too. And their patients, exactly. So that's something else that we're actually trying to... Not that this is like ba- very baby steps here, but maybe do modules for health providers so that they can actually start communicating with their with their students or their um, their Fine. patients in Spanish. Because I think that not to you know 
blow my own horn, but Spanish <laughs> is so important. <laughs> it's so important. And I, I feel like if, if you, even just like the basics of Spanish, not nah, obviously we're not going to go the deluxe program with that one, but just very oh, basic. <laughs> and um, Angel, Angel, translate everything I say. This has not been to the Corvino deluxe pack. Yeah, this is that, not going to go in that one, but. Remotely close to that package. <laughs> But I think that that Hola. also be <laughs> <laughs> <how it> starts. <laughs> at least, at least. Yeah, so, and, and like being able to, not always are we going to have like a translating machine or an Angela to translate everything for <laughs> you. So, for example, I have had situations at work where my patients are deaf. So, and the translation machine just freezes. So I'm like, okay. Hmm. Word document. Okay. <laughs> so pen and paper and let's do this. And some of my patients are like, actually have taught me a couple of signs. <laughs> and I'm like, I suck at this, but okay. And every session, it's just, it's just cracking up, trying to communicate with each other. And You know, I've seen those exact same patients never once offered to teach me sign language. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's all in how you bat your eyes, okay? Uh, I'm not good at that. <laughs> So, so yeah, so it's, it, it's very important that we start like reaching out to all of the diversity of mm-hmm. population we have, like, especially the, with food. Yes. Yeah. Cause one thing, the medications are going to work regardless for the most part. Right. Food is very different. And food is like, depending where you're from, like, are you from Mexico? You're from Colombia? You're from Venezuela? We, we all have very similar cuisines, but there are differences amongst each one. So mm-hmm. depending on who you're talking to, you there's certain items that are just don't touch it. Like, like tortillas. You, like Never. tortillas. Hey. And you don't touch Angry. a Colombian oh, yeah. coffee. When you don't touch Cubans or Colombians. You coffee. certainly don't drink the entire thing of coffee. Colombian coffee because you don't know what it is, and you put the little serving glasses aside, drink the whole thing. You don't do that. <laughs> yes. I did that in Miami. <laughs> my, right. I thought my heart was gonna explode. <laughs> The, guy, the, guy, the, way, the waiter down. literally goes, oh, did you just drink that whole thing? I was like, I thought it was like a shot glass. <laughs> He's like, I gave you the serving cup. I was like, dude, you need to explain this to me. <laughs> That's yeah, a side yeah. story. It's dangerous. Yeah, but, and I just drink two of those at work, and you're like, they're delicious. how are you alive? What's it called again? Uh, coladita. Coladita. No. <laughs> what? what? Coladita. <laughs> Close enough. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, so where, uh, what's the Instagram handle so I can make sure people can find you? Um, my RD guide. My RD guide. Is there underscores or anything? No. Yes. Underscore yes? LLC. LLC. Yeah. Oh. Not no. not a good she start. She created it, but I'm supposed she was going to be that. the employee of the month. Um, clearly, that <laughs> is not Angela. Gonna, come on, <laughs> I, I, I can't be the. I'm trying to get employee of month of podcast, but <laughs> 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 no, that's cool. Um, and we'll uh, I'll put y'all's like professional email, whatever. Yep. I won't give all your personal information out, but thank the, you. Uh, thank you. Gonna, text them anytime. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'll put the uh, email and stuff in there so people can contact you if they're interested. I'm sure you would actually probably have some, some non-dietitian healthcare providers that would be interested in getting some diet tips for sure. Yeah. Yes, always. Well, I mean, well, well, here, that's what we do. Yep. So we'll definitely make sure we reach out. Um, but yeah, thank you all so much for taking the time. I know you're, you're you supposed all. to be in, like, celebrating Angel's birthday and all that fun stuff. Oh, so you're no. Here with us. no. We're going to go have some delicious, juicy, juicy Brazilian steaks. Now. There you go. 
I thought it was like, I thought you were going to say drinks. I'm like, God, we just talked about <laughs> Put those down. Some smoothies. Yeah. Yes. We were about to go out. We found a dope smoothie place. Yeah. <laughs> we were about to go crush some smoothies. Yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 yeah. Oh, no. Thank you guys for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Wait. And this is awesome. Like, yeah. Yay. We tried. <laughs> some, some this of the, is the some, deluxe package. Some of the, yeah. uh, the iTunes comments disagree, but that's fine. <laughs> now, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, obviously the, our emails will be in the show notes. You can reach out to us over email or any of the other social media platforms. Um, thank you guys again for all the support on Patreon. That means a ton to us. Um, hope you guys are liking the lectures and PowerPoint slides and all that good stuff. Um, like I said, I'll put uh, Angela and Ingrid's information in the show notes as well so you guys can find them. And uh, yeah, if you have any concerns, questions, comments, anything you want to make fun of, please reach out to us. We're happy to talk to you. And um, if we don't get back to you right away, I promise it's Cole's fault. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good one.